grace, mercy, and peace be unto you from God our Father and our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. Three weeks ago, we had a sign of salvation. Behold, unto you will be born this day in the city of David a Savior, and this will be a sign to you, a baby. Now, in that same text, a little before this text, we find our sixth sign for this season of Lent, the sixth sign of salvation, which is in the same chapter, different verse. Uh, Jesus is now no longer a newborn, though. Now he is 40 days old, and it was his parents took him into the temple because it was a time of purification to present him to the Lord, the Bible says. Um, and, of course, you remember the story. An elderly man there was waiting. God had told him that before he died, he would get to see the Lord's Messiah. And so he waited day and night and, and at a very old age. And finally, this Messiah arrives in the scene. And temple, uh, Simeon was very excited. He grabbed the child in his arms and he praised God. And he spoke the words that have now come to be known, the Nunc Dimittis. Sovereign Lord, as you have promised, now let your servant depart in peace. And that's what nunc dimittis means, let me, let me depart. Now let your servant die in peace, is what he's saying. For my eyes have seen your salvation, which you have prepared in the sight of all people, a light for revelation to the Gentiles, and glory for your people Israel. And then Luke tells us, the father's mother and child marveled at what was said about Jesus. Then, according to the next verses, Simeon blessed them, and he said to Mary, his mother, this child is destined to cause the falling and rising of many in Israel and to be a sign that would be spoken against. So who is this Messiah? Who is this child? Not only will he be one that will heal, not only will he be one that does miracles, not only will he be the one that gives a sign of life, eternal life, not only will he be the sign of the baby wrapped in swaddling clothes, but he will be a sign. You will know when he appears, for he will be rejected by men. This will be a sign unto you. A sign spoken against. And that's our sign of salvation for this evening. People spoke against the Christ. And I don't know why you can have a... How can you have the most perfect man that ever lived? And all he knew was how to love people. And how many people truly, even Judas, didn't know how to love him back. It just shows how incredibly sinful we are that we take the innocent, the most innocent among us, and then we butcher them with words and with our deeds and with our actions. They rejected the cornerstone of the faith, the cornerstone upon which all the rest of the church, all the rest of salvation is built, the stone of the corner, Jesus Christ. And of course, this fulfills the prophecy that was spoken by the psalmist in Psalm 118. Open the gates of righteousness for me and I will go through them and give thanks to the Lord. This gate of death is through which the righteous of God will enter. You are my Savior. The stone the builders rejected has become the cornerstone. And so this sign would be the one who is rejected. The people spoke against Jesus many times throughout his life, and it was 
It was relentless. I mean, they spoke of King Herod as soon as the baby was born. Where is this baby that I may go worship him, but I really want to kill him? And then as a little child, all the other kids didn't like him. Yeah, perfect little Jesus. Throughout his days as teenagers, you talk about bullying. People take advantage of people who are kind. People take advantage of people who are perfect. And then he grew up and people grumbled at him when he began his ministry at the age of 30. 30 is such a young age. And the people would speak against him when he spoke in the synagogues. They'd speak against his message. They'd speak against his person. When he went home to his own town in Nazareth, his very own people spoke against him. At first they welcomed him. They welcomed him how he spoke the scriptures and they were amazed. Gosh, somebody from among us can talk about the Bible this way? That's amazing. And then his message got too personal. He was calling them to be on their knees. He was calling them to cry out to God for mercy. He was calling them sinners. And they weren't happy with him. Remember what they did? Do you remember what his hometown people did? They, they spoke against him. And they drove him out of the city and they wanted to kill him. They wanted to dry, throw him off a cliff. But remember how all of a sudden Jesus just walked through the middle of them and nobody touched him? Because the Holy Spirit protected Jesus for the day of the cross? Imagine the talk in Nazareth in the days that followed. Imagine how Jesus was spoken against. And then there's that time the paralyzed man was brought to Jesus and, and Jesus said, you know, you no longer are paralyzed, your sins are forgiven. And then the teachers of the law said, you can't forgive sins unless you're God, and they spoke against him. How dare you blaspheme? How dare you claim yourself to be God? And he made plans to kill him. And then later, a little later, they accused Jesus and his disciples of not fasting. They also accused his disciples for picking ears of corn on the Sabbath, for working on the Sabbath. What a great, terrible sin that was, and how satanic Jesus and his disciples were because they were breaking the law of God. And they spoke against him. And Luke notes, and they were furious, began to discuss with one another what they might do to Jesus. And then you have the woman who anointed Jesus with her perfume and dried his feet with her hair. And then they grumbled and they spoke against him. And they said, if this man were a prophet, he would know who's touching him, that this woman is a prostitute. What kind of woman she is, that she's a sinner. Indeed, Jesus was a sign spoken against. How did the world miss it? We even see Jesus and his mothers get into the act. They come and they search Jesus because he's talking wild talk. He's, he's saying that he is God, that he is the door, that he is the way, that he is the truth. I am the I am. I am God Almighty. And Mary and his brothers came. Jesus, you need to calm down with your God talk a little bit. You're getting a little crazy here. At Jesus' first trial, you had the high priest talk against him, Caiaphas. 
You had the false witnesses step up and they spoke against Jesus. We heard him say, but even on this, they couldn't agree. And then Peter spoke against him. I don't know the man. He began to cuss. I told you. I don't blankety blank know him. And then when he was on the cross, the people spoke against him. They mocked him and they made fun of him. And they spat on him. Even the criminals who were hung, one on the right and one on the left, left, made fun of him and spoke against him. And Simeon prophesied, this child will be a sign spoken against. So don't miss your Savior. The Lord's given us plenty of opportunities to identify who he was. Prophecies made centuries before he arrived on the scene. He will be spoken against. Look for the one who will be spoken against unjustly. Jesus Jesus doesn't go through the process of being spoken against. And he doesn't handle it well. But he never sinned against the people. He died for those who were speaking against him. Our actions speak louder than our words. Jesus doesn't judge us by our actions when they're forgiven. And so we need to watch what we're doing as we speak against Jesus. The Apostle John writes, if we claim to be without sin, if we say, I don't speak against Jesus, we deceive ourselves and the truth is not in us. You say, well, how do I speak against Jesus? If we claim we have not sinned, we make him out to be a liar and his word has no place in our lives. My children, I write this to you so that you will not sin, but if anybody does sin, and then listen to this carefully, We have one who speaks to the Father, Jesus Christ, who speaks to the Father in our defense, Jesus Christ, the righteous one. So imagine that. We sin, including speaking against Jesus. And how do we speak against him? By not speaking, by staying silent, by not sharing the faith. How do we speak against him? By by using his name in vain. By using his name recklessly. And we speak against him. And those sins of speaking against Jesus mount up. And they condemn us, but Jesus stands up and he speaks for us. These are my children. And they've rejected me. And they misuse my name and they don't understand the glory and the honor that I have done, that I've given them, and the gift that I've given them. But he speaks up for this. Father, forgive them. They don't know what they're doing. Father, forgive them. For I bear my sin. I bear, I bear their sins upon my cross. Father, forgive them, for I take on their punishment. Father, forgive them, for I am their friend. And I lay down my life to save them. Amen. And now may the peace of God that passes all understanding keep your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus and to life everlasting. Amen.